Good morning, Wolfpack. It's Friday, which means it's time for the Friday breakdown right here on today's Failure to Stop podcast channel, the number one channel where first responders go to be informed and entertained. It's not necessarily a channel all about first responders, but it's a channel for first responders. Today, we are breaking down a case, a very tragic case. It's the Adam Johnson hockey case where a hockey player had his neck slit uh, by the skate of another man named Matt Petgrave. It has led to an uproar on social medias. Everybody's emotions are flying. But as you know, first as a first responder, maybe as an LEO or a civilian watching this, law enforcement officers, uh, we cannot get involved in the emotions of things. And so with me today, I have 30-year retired detective supervisor, the easy, the steezy, the beautiful Drew Breezy, and current street cop, Tyler from the Anti-Hero Podcast, right here to break it all down on today's Fighters Top Breakdown. Let's go. The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on Sunday. This is Sunday. about the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. Oh, there we go. I was muted that whole time. I was muted that whole time. I know that uh, <laughs> it's it, it's young in the uh, in the day. Like, good morning, gentlemen. Good, good morning. morning. Good morning good to you. As I would say to my daughters, good morning, good morning, good morning, Drew Breezy. Uh, listen, um, boy, Streamyard doesn't like it when I uh, talk over the recording there, and it uh, every morning it blows it. Uh, it gets angry at me this early in the morning. It says, stop it, Eric. And I'm going to. I'm going to listen to him and obey it. That's why I kept myself muted. Um, Bosco Autry's in the chat. Guys, there's a lot of people in the live chat. We got a lot to cover today. Today's show is brought to you by ghostman.com forward slash Wolfpack. Officerprivacy.com forward slash Wolfpack. And we've got Manscaped back for the holiday season. So uh, you can trim your jewels and your jingle jangles for your loved ones all holiday season long. So you can get those holiday treats. You know what I mean? Those love yeah, treats. So. It's for us married folks. Sorry. All the trimmings, as they say. Sorry to all my single <laughs> friends out there. I don't want you guys living in sin. You know what I mean? I don't want to right. tempt you guys to live into sin and to go especially, out and find out. Especially around Christmas. Especially around Christmas, dude. It's the Lord's holiday. Uh, speaking of Christmas and holidays, November 12th, 11 and 12th, we've got an event in Albemarle, North Carolina and in Raleigh on November 11th. So if you're in the Charlotte area, uh, head down to Albemarle, North Carolina. Vinny Montez will be uh, will be doing some stand-up comedy for the Badges and Boxes. Big, giant blowout there on Veterans Day. Simultaneously, in Clayton, North Carolina, at my distillery is a Veterans Day uh, business fair and comedy show that night with Jay Darrell White. And then on the 12th, on Sunday, in Raleigh, North Carolina, at Uncle Jesse's Honky Tonk, is a comedy show with Vinny Montez, Jay Darrell White, myself. There's going to be lots of entertainment going on on the 12th. There's two shows, one at 2 p.m. and one at 4 p.m. So if you're into law enforcement uh, comedy, first responder, listen, my act, 
My routine, very dark, boys. Very dark. Uh, was practicing it with the wife today, and she was like, man, that's a lot of, that's a lot of suicide jokes. <laughs> <laughs> if you're into really dark, shitty humor, uh, come on out to Uncle Jesse's Honky Tonk in November 12th. Uh, just coming off of the live show from last week and uh, talks about us being in California in December, so stay tuned for that. Uh, that is all the updated news. Oh, we have a new Facebook group, and it's ran by the Wolfpack members. Uh, it's a private group. It'll be private tomorrow. Uh, it took three days to get it to be private, I guess. Facebook leaves it public for three days. Um, but it is just a, a private wolf group. You can put, listen, there's nothing that you can put in there. Uh, the rules are is if it offends Eric that's what, or Facebook, it gets taken down. And I promise you, you would have to work extremely hard to offend me. And even if you did offend me, I would probably message you and tell you why it offended me versus me just like taking it down. So if you want to be involved in a very low dramatic uh, law enforcement group that is private with other people who can handle it, because listen, I will kick somebody out for complaining before I'll kick somebody out for basically just fucking up. So if you want to be just like really in the uh, most freedom of speech kind of group, you know what? I'll make another rule. If you're blowing it up with like TikTok dances, like TikTok cop dances, then I will kick you out. <laughs> yeah. Boo. Dude, have you guys seen the, uh, the, the anti-cop TikTok dancing Instagram page? Yeah, he's a good dude. Have you seen it, no. Drew? Uh, yeah, I think I've seen the page. You know, I've probably seen one or two things from the page. I don't Bro, it's my favorite page. I, I don't page, think man. I follow it. I so. comment on every single video they post. The dude said he would come on the show, but he would rather remain anonymous because I think he's a full-time cop. Mm -hmm. It's weird with those, with those meme pages. A lot of people, like, I know it's hard because I know who most of them are. And I've become friends with them, but I can't say they like swear you to secrecy. They're like, dude, I'll lose my job, my family, everything. If if people find out <laughs> I made these, <laughs> you know, like in the early days when I started following a lot of stuff, like before I was associated with the show, there, there are pages out like in San Diego, like in California <laughs> that are like savage, savage against their department, like horrible. Like they, you know, they put all the stuff, all the dirty laundry up there. And there was this one, I, I've lost connection with that. I, I think it took them like two years to identify who it was. They finally identified who it was. And he just began to taunt them like, okay, now you know who I am. What the fuck are you going to do? You know? Yeah. Uh, I, I wish I could remember the name of the account. It was, it was great though. It's, it's, it's a lot of dirty laundry though, because I mean, you could tell um, they're bitter about something. You know what I mean? Wait, so they're how does Team South Florida own. get away with it? Weren't you a part of Team South Florida? Uh, I was a part of Team South Florida. I was the 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 uh, kind of like the media spokesperson for them. Um, they don't really, they don't necessarily go. Uh, when when I first started working with them, they didn't necessarily go after anybody. I mean, they're very protective of the officers, and and that's that's exactly how the organization formed. And that they're a wonderful organization for that. Like uh, the, the guy that started that. Rich, pull out some admin shit before on that page. Yeah, no? plenty of it. Uh, yeah. I, I think I think it took a turn. I I really don't want to besmirch the good things they do because there's a lot. No, of I mean I like I like the dirty laundry. I love yeah. that shit. No, 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 no. I don't, I but I don't want. Sure. 
<laughs> I don't want to turn people on them. That that's that they do great things and they they rely on donate public donations and all that. They they have just kind of taken the stance of we um we don't we dislike most administrators because yeah. administrators are against the cops. My argument that I presented to them was the administrators you're talking about are cops as well. So if you're if you are concerned about mental health, don't forget that you're you're calling out people and you're, you're, you may be giving them a bad name when in actuality they may not deserve it. They may not be able to tell you the whole story, but they have to, in front of a camera, say something else. So it was just kind of a disagreement. That's all. I mean, uh, I, I think that the organization does wonderful things. They attend all cop funerals. They feed they feed oh, cops and, and give them water. Yeah, they they do amazing they feed things. Cops and give them water. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like like the horses. I worked really hard. Yeah. They, so uh, yeah, if, or if they start to get horny, they hose them down. As well. So uh, they uh, they're a great organization in the sense that like uh, come Christmas time, like when um when there's a you know young children involved in a in a line of duty death you know they'll, they'll go they'll just swarm you know this home mm. and bring these kids to like a walmart or target and just give them a good christmas buy them up all this mm. stuff they do amazing things they're a wonderful they're a wonderful set of people i just think that the social media page kind of took a right turn and i wasn't comfortable um with some of the things that they were saying I th- you know i just kind of thought that they were maybe uh, disassociating themselves with the law enforcement agencies that they were supposedly supporting. And it's a difference of opinion. I, I'm sure that they have a very different take on what I think I'm they were probably just trying to like go after my demographic. You know what I mean? Like probably. The, cop, the dirty street cop that just like is hates. motivated when people shit on admin. Yeah. Hates anybody above captain. Yes. I'm too, listen, I've always, I, right before I did this show, um, I always said like, if you make it like, a captain is where you're like, I was a really good street cop and I've made it to captain and I'll never make it above captain because I'm going to continue to be a street cop. Or you make the decision. I was a good street cop. Now I'm captain, but I'm going to become a shitty street cop and make major because like you cannot go any, but you cannot go past captain without fucking selling your soul. I think that that's, that's going to be the crux of the book that I, you know, that I've been dying right. to write. Yeah, but right, you didn't because, above Captain, so you're good. No, no, no. Yeah, well, thank you for that. Fucking salt <laughs> uh, yeah, I know I'm not good enough, Eric. Uh, so, no, uh, it, it's just it, it's a matter of, of speaking both languages. I think, you know, we were, we were supposed to have Tom Rizzo on today. He's coming on next week. There was just a scheduling conflict between all of us, actually. But um, I, I think you'll find, like, there's the anomaly that speaks both languages that, that lives in lives in anguish. Right. Like, and I, I felt that I was in that category as well. Like I am for the people. I want to be with the people and I want to do for the people. I also understand what the administration is trying to accomplish. So it's my job to kind of interpret that and, and feed it to the feed it to the rest. And, and you know, 80 percent buy it, 20 percent don't. And that's that's their business. And then conversely, y- you got to go in and fight the battles for the little people or for the, the people in your command or whatever. And the administration's not buying it. You know, eighty percent of them are buying it, and twenty percent aren't. So, so now you're fucked. Not now you're not going to get promoted ever again. You know what I mean? I I, I think the highest compliment I ever had as a lieutenant was uh, one was my major. Uh, I use that term loosely. Uh, he told me uh, there was a. I, I wish I could tell you the whole story, but there was this really issue. I was not 
it was a hill I was willing to die on. And I specifically told him, you know, it had to do with an evaluation of an employee that they right. were, they were punishing two or three different times unnecessarily. And they were, they were going to do it in the evaluation as well. And he said, you know what, man, I, I wish when we were coming up that I had you as a Lieutenant. And I'm like, fucking thank you. I, I mean, I think he meant it as an insult, but at the same time, that's the biggest fucking compliment you'll ever give me. Like I, I will die on this fucking hill for this because I know what's right. And and I, yeah. I know he knows what's right, but he's just too scared to say it. Yeah. And I mean, the, the major knew it was right too. And that was to make another citywide dance video. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, on the escalator, right. you know, going on the escalator. <laughs> yeah, bro. Right. Um, yeah. Man, I absolutely love it. Hey, did you see Tyler, by the way, did you see where I, um I mentioned that you did the Mongol reel on your anti-hop with, with me on there and I was deucing on the Mongols. Like I want to do, I mean, I don't want to do it. I don't have time to do it, but like, I want that anti tick dancing TikTok cop guy to do an anti dancing uh, motorcycle club. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, you, you kind of nailed it. I never thought about um the way street cops look at dancing cops and there's, it, you know, it's almost like there's no shame. Like when you call them out, they're like, I'm going to do what I want to do. Leave me alone. And you're like, all right, you know, and you're still the same profession. And it's like when you like a motorcycle gang, they're supposed to be the hardest of the heart of society. And then they're around there just being on social media in general. Like, you know, uh, and yeah, it's not very punk rock. You know what I mean? No, like, I love it yeah. when punk rock punk rock people try to act punk rock on social media i'm like bitch you're on social media that like you're automatically not punk rock do you know th this is common with um uh, net bangers uh that's a, a comedian term that i just found this morning that what is, I think it? is fucking hilarious net what bangers like net they're bangers? gang bangers on the internet they're you know what i mean they're they're really hardcore when they're on the internet net bangers uh but mm. but i find this like i've had an argument i've never asked tyler about this directly but there's there's an account that i had a fierce battle with over some uvaldi shit one time i, I had the feeling i'm pretty sure he knows who the guys are which is fine I, I mean like no harm no foul i still believe what i believe and he believes what he believes but the thing is he he came at me full force and started fucking firing off memes about drew breezy i'm like thank you for the ink i mean well, nobody knows who the fuck I am. yeah the thing about and, meme pages oh go ahead yeah. drew uh, just, uh, uh, um, it, it's just a matter of like when they start firing shit off and then you come back at them on their level, like I'm, I'm fucking Drew Breezy. I don't work for anybody anymore, but me. So I, I can tell you to go fuck yourself or I could tell you like, yeah, well, I mean, your mom and I are not very proud of you anymore. You know what I mean? Like I could yeah, say things but... like that and I'm telling you the tears, like, these hardcore fucking mean people are like, man, you know, that's really unbecoming of a lieutenant. That's really unbecoming. You yeah. should, you're a career police officer. You shouldn't be like, go fuck yourself. You came at me and I fucking punched you square in the fucking forehead. And now you're going to cry about it. Well, first like, off, I don't think weak. I've ever seen Drew this mad before. So, I'm <laughs> not, I'm not Second. The uh the meme pages when they started, it's just like you said, Drew. They were a necessity. They were a necessary evil to fight <laughs> politics and uh, law enforcement. When they started coming out, you're like, we can't say that. But it was anonymous, and everybody, all the cops were like, this is the real thing. This is how it is. And so meme pages were almost like a church. You know, like it was just so yeah. funny to see. 
then meme pages started this last maybe year or two they started becoming bullies there was too many of them so they started to try to out alpha each other and they would just fire off randomly at people um one tried it with me just like you drew i you know i don't care i work for people and i don't give a fuck you know so they could tra- <laughs> they could tra- they could trace all my lineage back to my you know all my jobs and i just let them have it and you know cuz they're essentially some of them are bullies uh, even the ones that i'm friends with i i don't like it when they just attack people because they're faceless i'm not yeah. you're not eric's not you know that's that was my point that that's exactly the one of the first points i always go to tyler like, hey, man, that's a pretty bold statement from somebody who has fucking Jagoff162 as a fucking username and, and 9,000 9, followers that are coming after me. And they all have the same thing. And they're, you know, you can tell clearly in the picture they have a fucking pocket knife in their pocket when they're off duty. You know what I mean? Like, they yeah, were five weapons. I was an FTO. I used to always tell my rookies, hey, like rule number four, don't become a meme. Like, before you do anything, ask yourself, what were the first three? Am I? Uh, uh, confidential. No, no, it's fine. Don't get me shot is rule number one. Don't let me die, really. Number two, don't wreck my car. And if you do wreck my car, make sure I'm not in it and I don't get hurt. And then rule number three is uh, always look cool. Rule number four, oh, don't become a meme. Yeah, I, I agree. That's, that Laverne chick is the, the epitome of the... Yeah, just don't become a meme. Like, you want to fuck around? You know, you want to have sex with a couple of dudes or a couple of chicks in the office? Okay, but, like, don't go so far that you become a meme from it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You want to be fat? Daddy. That's all right. You can be a fat and out of cop shape. Just don't get in a situation where a fucking skinny naked dude beats your ass, leaves you on your knees, gets in your truck, and steals it. Yes, that's a new video going viral. It's absolutely yes. embarrassing, and that cop should be ashamed of it. Like, honestly, God. Have, have you guys ever seen that video where the cop gets cartwheeled on? <laughs> no, but it sounds amazing. I work with her. <laughs> Wait, how did she get cartwheeled on? Just... Yes, you know the crackhead string. It was it was something that's probably happened a million times in cop work. It like they knocked her over and then did a cartwheel on her. She was uh, kind of like getting up. I think they were scuffling, and he, this guy just like like I said with the crackhead mindset, cartwheeled and then got away from her. And it was it's it was just perfect timing with somebody with a camera phone. Probably happened uh, to a million cops, but yeah, she got the uh, and it just resurfaces every year. <laughs> now, in fairness, I mean you work in an area where there's like a. A lot of entertainers and Cirque du Soleil and such. So it's it's possible somewhere yeah. where you work. I'm not saying you work near OBT, but where you work, <laughs> somebody might happened. fucking cartwheel away from you. Yeah, they did a cartwheel while I'm wearing not like a Mickey Mouse. <laughs> What's that? They did the cartwheel while wearing the Mickey Mouse costume because <laughs> they may or may not have worked at Disney World. <clears throat> I mean, I don't want to say where you work or anything, but yeah, no. <laughs> Um, today's case though that we're breaking down oh by the way if you don't want to have these bully meme pages follow you to your home address and bully you at your home address go to officerprivacy.com forward slash wolfpack and uh, get you the privacy that you and your family deserve Uh, more so more importantly if you have a critical incident uh, the news isn't going to be able to find your address and I, this is a case that's near and dear to me because one of my best friends of all time, uh, one of the best dudes that I know, um, has an amazing family. 
He shot a guy while on duty, completely justified. And within hours, they were at his house. They were at his gym. They were at his church. Um, he was one of the first officers that kind of got doxxed um, after the uh, Michael Brown thing. And, um, and so officerprivacy.com is a service that scrubs your address uh, from the interwebs so that people aren't banging on your door, that they're not going, uh, that they're not able to find your house. And if you, if you wait to get officer privacy till after you've had your critical incident, it's too late because the news will have your address and they will be there protesting in your front yard and it'll be embarrassing. And listen, my friend, uh, he literally had to move. He had to get a home under a trust um, because he, every year, he like uh Tyler was saying it's it gets revisited every year the protesters come back so um officerprivacy.com forward slash rollback we're also working with officerprivacy.com um same same product just a different name but it's called influencerprivacy.com same product i mean right now it's officerprivacy.com and it works just the same for influencers but we are running into a lot of influencers that are joining our network uh, we have conservative Anthony, um, and now we have a guy named Gnostic Pope that's about to be on a thing, and he's got uh, over 600,000 followers. But Anthony has like 1.4 million. He's using officerprivacy.com forward slash Wolfpack right now as well because people are coming and banging on his door and following him because of his political commentary and his comedy. So um, if you want to take that extra step in securing you and your family, head over to officerprivacy.com forward slash Wolfpack. Today's case, though, is brought to you by ghostbed.com. Sleep so good, it's scary. And I'm not going to lie, this case that we're about to break down is equally as scary. It's a terrifying, terrifying case. And the only way I can sleep after doing as much investigating this case as 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 much as I did and as many times as I've watched the video as many times as I've all the angles I've seen of this video the only thing that allows me to get a good night's rest is because I have a ghost bed with my ghost bed pillow the cooling sheets the adjustable base all of the things the throw topper all of it and right now right now because uh, the holidays are approaching Black Friday is approaching they like to get ahead of everybody 50% off Five zero percent off site wide. What you want that travel pillow? Goes because you're coming to our meetups in California. You're coming to our meetup in Raleigh, North Carolina. And you want to travel with your teddy bear pillow? Fifty percent off right now. Ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack. You want those cooling sheets? So if you're hot as shit like Tyler down in Orlando Dildo, <laughs> Ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack. Sleep so good <laughs> it's scary. Let's dive into the case, guys. Let's. uh I'll just start really quick and say, um, wow, I'm not a hockey fan, but wow, uh, I, I can see how this is going to change the game forever. I talked to a, a hockey coach, a longtime hockey coach uh, who has four kids who have played hockey, uh, I think three of them at the collegiate level, uh, if not all four of them. Uh, and um you know, he said that uh, that it when he watched the when he saw this, um, he says he's he says it's changed the way he's looked at coaching. Like it, there's a new fear, a new anxiety. You know, this was something that he knew could happen. He's seen it happen before, but nobody's died from it. And after watching that video, he says, "Like, dude, I like I have PTSD from just seeing this over and over again." And um, it's a very sad incident. I I grew up playing the sport. I grew up watching it. I was a I was a Lightning hockey a season ticket holder for seven seasons, six or seven seasons, up until last year, as a matter of fact. Mm. Um, 
that's a, that's a brutal, it's a brutal thing to watch. I, I also grew up a Buffalo Sabres fan, so I'm familiar with the Clint Malarchuk. Incident, this guy, if, if this guy not. is a Buffalo Sabres guy. The guy that I talked to, the coach. Yeah, is he, uh, he's he's pretty well known in the studio business in Clayton. Is that the same guy? Yes. Yeah. Same guy. Yo, you, you met him. Yeah. Uh, okay. So Clint Malarchuk back in the nineties was a goalie for the Buffalo Sabres. And again, another freak accident. There isn't anybody that has more padding on than a goalie on, uh, on the ice, you know? And uh, somebody came in uh, you're, you're doing 25 to 30 miles an hour in professional hockey, probably a little bit more. That's insane, that dude. Like I right. didn't know that until this came out. I did not know those guys went that fast on yeah. ice skates. I think my kids, like we've clocked them on their skateboards. Like, I don't know how accurate our clocking is, but like maybe 15 miles an hour. And that's, uh, I mean, that's four. That's gnarly bombing. Yeah. Ill. Dude. Well, and they don't have two knives on their feet. <laughs> <laughs> that's without the knives on their feet. So, so, so somebody came in to Clint Malarchuk, who was in goal and skates high, slashed his throat and it hit his jugular just like it did in this instance. And th- there's like, there's lore that says, uh, because of which end he was on at the time, because, you know, they switch ends during, mm-hmm. after every period, that's probably the only thing that saved his life because they were able to get to him quicker and get him to the hospital quicker. The only thing you, you saw, or maybe if you haven't seen some of the YouTube comments from Eric's video, which is great, by the way, on YouTube, um, the only thing that's going to save you is like the intense pressure. Now we, you know, we know about cl- a quick clot. We use that on the street and stuff, but uh, getting to a trauma surgeon the quickest is possible as possible is the only thing that's going to save you. But the Clint Malarchuk incident, you just see this pool of blood just oh, growing like so it's insane. So um, just just a little side note, later on in life, he came back, I think, 10 or 12 days later and played. Uh, wow. So, you know, like I'm a tough guy, blah, blah, blah. Well, when you talk about PTSD of just watching this incident, imagine being a part of it. He later in life became... Uh, addicted and uh, he committed, he tried to commit suicide. He put a gun to his head and pulled the trigger and the bullet went through his head. Yeah. And dude, this guy just wasn't, he survived. Kids yes, just fucking survives a bullet yes. wound. I'm like what? Yes. He wrote a book. It's insane. Just, just the darkness he experienced after his incident and, and you know what, it, what drove him to his suicide and the fact that he survived his suicide and all this other stuff. Uh, insane stuff, but you know, everybody, every player on the ice is going to be affected to the, to include the guy with the two knives on his feet in this instant. And, and, you know, people are screaming murder and, uh, yeah, I, I I have a problem with the screaming of murder. Look, because we're all, you know, speaking on behalf of law enforcement here. Um, I I think you have to, you know, you, if you, if you were, if you allowed civilians in social media, um, and, and sadly enough, we are starting to allow social media, uh, and the frenzy, the civilian frenzy to kind of play the role of the courts in a lot of cases today. And that's really, really scary. It's very Salem, witch trial ish. Derek Chauvin. Um, Yep, Derek Chauvin. I mean, there's there's a there's a million cases out there uh, right now. There's just a, a, there's a lot of things that people say very quickly that just that that aren't true, and they don't know anything about from an a, a array of things. Like even with stuff going on in Israel right now with Hamas, 
um, you know, oh my God, Israel just blew up a school with, you know, 300 kids in it. And then, you know, everybody's speaking as points of authority on social media only to find out two hours later that maybe, no, maybe it was more like they hit a parking lot. Yeah, um, they messed up. And nobody died. And then people are with authority saying, see, told you nobody died. And that's not true either because people did die. And it wasn't just a parking lot. It was somewhere in the middle. Um, but that's why we have, you know, where law enforcement needs to step up is say like, no, listen, like, it looks bad, but perception is not reality. And we need to like talk to this guy. We need to interview this guy. We need to learn everything about hockey that there is to learn about hockey. And then we need to learn everything there is to know about these two, these two gentlemen, because if we find out that these two guys have beef and one dude's sleeping with the other guy's girlfriend, or he puts some kind of, you know, mean tweet out or something like that, you know, that could completely change. Like then it might look more like this was on purpose. But what if we learn that these two dudes were actually like best friends and they spent Christmas together last year? You know what I mean? Uh, Yeah. I'd venture, I'd venture to say like even the guys that are in hockey fights, um, it, it's, it's the game within the game. They're not necessarily enemies off the ice. They're usually pretty friendly off the ice, actually. Like the yeah. worst player in the league, one of the most dirtiest players, in my opinion, is Brad Marchand. And he's probably like one of the most kind of humble humans off the ice. He's like a really, he's kind of a nice guy, someone you want to get to know. What about like Troy Palomalu? Uh, yeah. Just uh, he's savage, but people were like, yeah. dude, the guy's like the nicest guy on the planet. He's got great so You get him on a football field. Then he fucking murders yeah. dudes. Um, well, not not literally in like this case, murders dudes. But, um, <laughs> he manslaughtered him, man. Come on, he manslaughtered this dude. Uh, I thought Tyler brought up an awesome point though while we were breaking this all down, and that was the Tony Stewart case. And I we made a reel. Uh, Tyler made a, an awesome reel, and, and I posted it. Um, and I got a lot of backlash. You know, it's really, really, really funny. It has. Re- <laughs> It's kind of racist, guys. Like, I feel like if a black dude cuts a white dude's neck with a skate, he's automatically guilty. And then if you have two white dudes on a NASCAR track and one dude hits another dude with his car and kills him, it's not the same thing. Like, that's why race comes into this is when you say shit like this is not at all the same. It's not all the same. Like that makes you seem a little fucking racist because it's, it's kind of the same. You have an incident where 50% of the population thinks that Tony Stewart intentionally hit that dude with his car. You have 50% of the population that thinks maybe he didn't mean to do it. Uh, And then, you know, and in this hockey case, you have 50% that think this dude kicked this guy intentionally You have 50% that don't think he did it. So very, very similar. So for you to just come out out of the game and be like, this is, nonsense that dude kicked him and meant to kill him tony stewart did not mean to hit him (laughs) do you think the tony stewart case was a uh like one time i went to a um a a concert hall somebody wanted to press battery charges on somebody else and they were in a mosh pit and i was kind of confused i was a little (laughs) new and i know i know you can't just blow people off in today's you know in time and i went and i called my supervisor and he's like can you articulate that that they knew that that could happen in a mosh pit? And I was like, well, yeah, I used to do them all the time as a kid. He goes, articulate it, do a general report, no charges. Because it was the environment that they put themselves in. And I don't know if maybe the Tony Stewart thing was like, if law enforcement did their whole investigation, like in the end, this guy knew he was on an active track, even though it was a yell, it was a caution flag. And he got out of the car. We were kind of now we're playing with like factors that 
he put himself into. So that's what I was kind of thinking. That that's the reason why I didn't right. want criminally. Um, I, I th- there's something. I don't know if it's uh, exclusive to civil law or if it's just a phrase that's been thrown out there. But there's something known as inherent risk of the sport. So mm-hmm. when you, it, it's kind of like an uh, an implied consent. When you, when you get into a mosh pit, you know you're going to get the fuck beat out of you because that's what you're in there for. And if you don't know that, well, that's kind of on you. I mean, uh, like no one's doing that maliciously. They're doing that because, you know, they're part of a mosh pit. I, I do think, Tyler, at some point, uh, you should do an issue. Uh, you should do a show on the, uh, the do's and don'ts of a mosh pit. I think that you'd probably excel in explaining <laughs> that and you could use your... Uh, your expertise as a law enforcement officer of we're not charging you if, if you get, but, but there's the rules of the game. And then there's the unofficial rules of the game. There's rules. So, you know, in the inherent risk of the sport, you know, that you could get, you know, neck skated by the way. Um, but you, you also know that there's penalties within the game built in for that. So I, I think everybody's beef is that he kicked up and he got right. But, you know, I, I still maintain you're doing, you know 20 miles an hour let's let's back it down to 15 miles an hour even i mean it's just really fast it's really fast and you know he kicks his leg out well the only part of that player that's uncovered is this much okay so i I think you got to be pretty fucking precise to be able to know that you're kicking into somebody's jugular when you're at 15 miles an hour and there's another skater cutting you off you know right this isn't kill bill you know where he's like flying through the air and he's like yeah yeah you know um and then there and may be- some people are saying that uh there, like there was marijuana involved in, in the in the tony stewart case yeah and there's a lot of factors there's gonna be a lot of factors in this case I, my, my argument here is that to come out and say that there's these 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 guys have nothing like they're not even close to being the same mm, I, I mean like that's, that's that's ridiculous. That's actually like, that's, a really good point, Drew. Because I mean, if I go to taste somebody right where I'm supposed to in the stomach area, and the probe hits him in the nutsack, that's really spe- I, yeah, clearly or the I can vagina. articulate. Or the vagina, yes, obviously. Yeah, because I've done that. <laughs> I wasn't aiming for it; it just happened. That's a very specific area in the heat of a moment. And like you said, he would have to be a choreographed ninja skater in order to pull that off. Right. Right. People don't understand uh, in law enforcement. That's what I thought that the one of the pros of body worn cameras was going to prove that we don't have the benefit of instant replay and we don't have the benefit of a low lit room with candles and jazz music playing that we can rewind and rewind and rewind and break down everything like we do here on the show. It all happens in real time. Like when you when you go to hit somebody with the taser in the center mass or you know, the area we're supposed to hit them and it hits them in the balls. I mean, you, you couldn't do that if you aim there because you're probably going to, you know, go right in between their legs. Now, Eric is a little bit more precise when they're <laughs> mentally insane and naked. Yeah, but, to cut um, and it just makes me wonder how big the target was as well. But uh, so <clears throat> you're right. I mean, so, but what that did was, you know, now everybody thinks that they can just, make a judgment based on, you know, Tyler's use of his taser because they get to rewind and rewind. They're not adjusting for the windage that you were experiencing or the adrenaline that was coursing through your, your body or the people yelling at you or the fucking sirens going off or whatever. 
if this is a here's the video that everybody's watching in slow motion i can only play like a two second clip so i'm going to hit this three or four more times while i'm speaking so for you guys on the youtubes i mean he literally like if you watch just this one and a half second clip i mean it's a ninja kip but if you watch the whole clip in real time happens a lot faster than that it doesn't really appear to be that bad but this is the clip that they keep playing over and over again um and it looks dirty it looks bad. Uh, I, I would encourage you to watch the whole clip, which is what law enforcement is going to do here. And I think they're looking into it. And I and I don't think there's anything wrong with looking into it. Um, no, I don't either. Um, and and I, it, I would argue, though, is if you're looking into it just because of a public outcry, I, you know, I don't necessarily agree with that. But, it, you, you know, the, there's a the, the team itself. Um, came out and and said that like the guys were on the bench. So let me read you this. This is um coming from the athletic.com. Um and uh da, 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 let me get to the point here. Um on Monday Oxford City Stars who play in the Division 1 South and have uh Petter catch the former Chelsea football goalkeeper in their squad announced that they were making net guards mandatory Scottish ice hockey and ice hockey UK. That's the wrong part of this article. I apologize there. Uh, you guys go and fill in for me. I don't know why. It's a, it's an important point to know that this occurred in the UK. So our, our laws aren't going to apply. In, in yes, fact, there have true. been three other instances that we'll get into later uh, where people have been criminally charged in hockey yeah. games, hockey matches. All three of them were in Canada, by the way, though. Well, there was one. Oh, yeah. Was it a can? Was it a Canadian? Um, was it a Canadian team in the NHL? Because yeah, all three. All, yeah, because yeah, like the one I saw, you know, most of them were battery, or if you're not familiar, battery yeah. is you know like punching. But I saw one, and I remember this as a kid. Um, it was when um Marty Mc McSorley, McSorley. Yeah. swung his stick. Uh, because they had him and another guy had had fought right. He, yeah. Marty lost the fight, was kind of pissed off, challenged the other guy again. The other guy didn't take the bait. And then so Marty went, bam, and hit him in the head with a hockey stick and knocked him unconscious. And not only was he suspended indefinitely and then never played in the NHL again, he was criminally charged because I think that breaks through that threshold that you were talking about, Drew, where it's like the understanding of the inherent risk. And then, like, yeah. I wasn't expecting to get hit in the face with a hockey stick, like, intentionally. So, yeah. Did you? Yeah. I mean, it's like if you're a referee, you don't expect for the football player to come over there and headbutt you in the face. It's not really <laughs> part of the game. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, so here we go. This is that article. Good. What's that? Australian rules football or, or Aussie rules? I got yeah, a friend that go for it. I'm rules. sorry. Saturday night's horrifying incident that led to the death of Adam Johnson, a player with the Nottingham Panthers in Britain's elite ice hockey league, has rocked the sporting world. It has prompted a UK, a UK police investigation and a review of safety requirements in the sport, particularly around whether net guards should now be mandatory. Here's what happened exactly. Uh, uh, Johnson, who's 29 years old, was playing in a challenge cup. By the way, he used to play for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, was playing in a Challenge Cup match at Sheffield Arena on the 28th. He was cut in the neck by the skate of the Steelers player, Matt Petgrave, uh, who's 31 years old. The collision witnessed by 8,000 spectators happened in the 35th minute of the game. Uh, Johnson briefly stood up, bleeding heavily, and was helped back to the side of the ring um, by the referee and a teammate before collapsing. Uh, They tried to give him CPR. He got a pulse back on the ambulance. And then uh, by the time he got to the hospital, 
at 8.21 p.m. He was pronounced dead. Um, but here we go. In a statement released on the day of the incident by the Panthers, um, they said that this was a freak accident and that they were devastated. Um, Petgrave, some people say that Petgrave deliberately kicked Johnson. Uh, this is Victor Bridger made his own statement saying that he did not blame him for the incident. He told Swedish newspaper uh, expression, what Matt Petgrave has experienced is unimaginable. I don't understand how some people can behave. It's absolutely unhuman. I have texted him and I expressed how I feel about everything and I support him. No one in our team thinks it is his fault. Quite the opposite. We are a big family and he can contact us if he needs us. I was a couple meters away and if anyone has experienced it as really as I was, it was me. Weston Michaud, 27, another of Johnson's teammates, also defended Petgrave. He says, not everyone, however, shares that view. Curry Johnson said that the family were looking for justice. Uh, but here's a tweet from Weston Michaud. Uh, one half, I need to address something about the accident. I wholeheartedly stand with Matt Petgrave. The hate that Matt is receiving is terrible, and it is completely uncalled for. I was at ice level on the bench closest to the accident. I saw both players moving fast. So if you were able to pause that, which I don't think you, you know, it's just such a quick clip. First of all, don't you think that, you know, we as cops know this better than anybody. Don't you think there's a reason they're only showing that one little part of the clip? Right. Cause it's you know, the worst to, part of the clip. It's the you worst know. part. And it's, it's what people part. are going to make their judgments on. Um, but if he's going from one, one end of the rink to the other and another skater cuts in front of him, you're talking about balance. You're, you're, you know, we're talking about millimeters, you know, thick blades that they're balancing on that they're doing 15 miles an hour. Like I keep talking about 20 miles an hour, whatever. So when somebody cuts in front of him, and you know, he's got a stick here and you know, he may have kicked his leg out, not knowing there was a player there. He may have intentionally kicked his leg out, knowing there was a player there to push off on him or even to, to minimize the blast that he's about to take. Right, but he also he also knows how covered in equipment that player is. So it's not a matter of, like, I'm going to recklessly throw this blade up there and try to kick this dude uh, and, and see if I can't get a good jugular shot or kick him in the face or whatever. I, I, I really disagree with people who think that he was just out there kicking away. I do. Th I, I see he kicked. It's very clear. I, I'll bet, though, if you were able to slow that down and see the other player cutting in front of him, you'll probably change your opinion a little bit because of the speed at which that occurs. It's it's when it's right. done in real time, it's a, it's totally different. And and I think being done in real time to have a flying ninja kick like that would be a one in a trillion shot. One like, in a trillion. For sure. I think, I think at best they have is that he meant to kick him, right? I meant to kick him. I meant, I didn't mean to fucking slice his neck open with a, you know, yeah. katana blade. I mean, right. and, and a good defense on him would be like, bro, the guy was coming down at me 15 miles an hour. And the only thing between me and him were my fucking skates. Like, what was I going to do? Like get in the fetal position and just let this guy wreck me across the ice as I'm flying through the air. Like, that's what I said in my video. I would like to think that this was like, Oh shit, snap. Get, you know, like, I mean, like a, like a, like a push with the feet almost, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, people are like, well, yeah, you, they're professionals. I get it. No, listen, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. They are professionals and they should know better. 
Um, but it's a long game. It's a lot of games. Mistakes are always made in the games. I mean, fuck, uh, you know, what they say, Neil O'Donnell should have known that that guy was there in the AFC championship before he threw an interception directly to him. I remember like them trying to run him out of Pittsburgh and uh, trying to say that he threw the game and things. And I'm like, I mean, I don't know. I think accidents happen. Quarterbacks do that shit all the time. They think somebody's where they're supposed to be. So mistakes are always going to be made. And, and the lay guy like me and you that aren't on the field, and, and I I would like this same treatment in law enforcement. You don't really understand until you're ground level how these mistakes are made. They look stupid to you. Um, but, I mean, you're doing a lot of things a lot of times, and some of those times you're not going to get it right. I, I I also think a factor in all of this to, to determine so, – so even if the intent was to injure, arguably every body check, hip check – Every slash, they're yeah. all intense to injure. But right. but so how about this, though? Where was the puck? So I, I think in this case, they were both making a play on the puck. So, again, if his focus is on the puck or on the play where the puck is or trying to get to where the puck is, his his intent is not to injure somebody. Now, I, I can know. show you the three incidents with Marty McSorley and uh, Todd Bertuzzi and, and the other guy, uh, Dino Cicerelli. That, that that's behind the play or that's after the whistle has blown. That's very clearly. That's not actually, that's, all, that's actually a very good point. I didn't even think about that. You know, uh, when you're, you're, you're focused. I mean, you could be focused 60, 70% on that puck and just only focus 30, 40% on this guy that's coming at you 30 miles an hour. You know, that's, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I doubt, I, I mean, honestly, if he were, like, t- completely objectively going into the investigation until I hear it from his mouth, I bet you he didn't even, I don't even think he can process what he did. I, I bet you he couldn't even say that, yeah, I kicked him or I didn't kick him. He's probably like, I was flying through the fucking air. And I saw, like, you know, and shit just happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, your body just reacts in certain ways. You know what I mean? Like, do you think Damar Hamlin remembers i i don't if i remember right demar hamlin was the buffalo bills guy that was playing cincinnati Bengals, and he, he got he made a tackle and stood up and immediately collapsed and they had to do cpr and stuff uh he died on the field essentially and he was yeah. revived and then there's right. all kinds of conspiracy theories from there uh if i remember right in his interview he said I, i'm not able to watch that i can't watch it so I mean, like when something big like that happens to you or traumatic. Now, yeah. granted, he was the victim, and this this victim. I mean, I can't watch the video where I broke my leg fighting a suspect on the road. Like I can't. I don't want to see it. Everybody says that I tried to stand up on a leg that was completely. Way to make it about you, Eric. These guys died. You broke your leg. <laughs> it's all about me, dude. There goes my hero. Um, watch him as he goes. Now, look, I, so I want to bring up the Tony Stewart thing. Um, Josh, if you can bring that up there, but before you do it though, let me just play this one more time. Shebang right in the face. We play it one more time. Boom. And of course we're only seeing the worst part of that. Let's see the Tony Stewart video. This is all real time as well. Mm-hmm. 
insane to think that there's no comparison in that. No comparison at all. Dude, how many cars went by that dude without hitting them? Right. Well, you hear Tony revved his engine up. So... (laughs) Right. And then people are arguing on that when they say, well, you have to, you have to accelerate to turn those cars. And that may be, and that's part of doing a real police investigation. And that is going to go into part of it. And I'm not saying the cops got it wrong in this, but to say that there is zero comparison in this case, in that case, I mean, one could argue that he fucking purposely hit that dude. Like one could argue that this dude kicked that guy illegal. But if you're going to say that there's no argument in the Tony Stewart case, but there is an argument in the hockey case, dude, you, I hope to God you were never a detective or in charge of any, the outcome of anybody's fucking freedom. I'd be fine if you were a detective because you'd be trained better. I just pray you're never a juror. Oh yeah. Even worse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, dude. Like that's I mean, the crazy part is to say that there's no argument there. If Fuck I was a cop and I saw and I was like and I hadn't seen the video and I'm like, wait a minute. So he walked into the track and he walked into the like this the the cynical person in me, like, what the hell's wrong with people? Like, what do you think's gonna yeah, happen? Yeah, but I mean, like, do we have, have seen to- that in NASCAR a whole bunch of times? Dudes walk out onto the course. How many cars passed that dude and didn't hit him? Yeah, yeah. I know. I and think just- I'd have been like, man, my headlights were out, there were no street lights. He was just hard. To I mean, see. you can say whatever you want. It doesn't mean that what <laughs> what happened happened, right? You're like I wasn't drinking and driving. Oh, I got a dude that I'm fighting with now online, and, well, and, and one of the, one of the elements. Like you, can, like you can argue whatever you want to argue, but if you know yeah. at the end of the day that you were intoxicated or inebriated, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, Tony Stewart. Look, man. I, I mean, look, again, it's an argument, and I'm not the detective, and I haven't seen the totality of the case, but. Dude, there's an argument to be had. It really looks like he revved his engine and fucking ran that dude over. I don't care if the guy should have been on the track. It doesn't give you the right. One of the elements, but... It doesn't mean you can just smoke them. Yeah, one of the elements, though, that got it thrown out was the fact that the victim was had marijuana traces in his system. That was one of the elements they used to say... Bro, it's flat track racing. Like, they probably all have fucking... They probably got... He probably had a side beer in the fucking center console, bro. I'm just saying that's what they said in the article. (laughs) Tony Stewart is probably... No, just kidding. I I don't know what... I don't know if they did a toxicology on that or not, but, like, I, I, I mean, do I think Tony Stewart intended to kill the guy? No, but, like, Tony Stewart is also known to be an asshole. Just like this guy's known to be an asshole. So like known to be a dirty player. I can't take this. There's no argument. They're completely different, separate. That's not I, I just no. No. Uh TJR in the live chat says, I grew up with my dad as a sprint car pit crew, and the sprinters are basically meant to slide. And there are extremely blatant rules of do not extra. It doesn't matter. There's extra there's 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 apparent rules that say do not jaywalk. But if you hit somebody for jaywalking because you're mad at them. They, you're still going to get charged with manslaughter at at the least. And again, my argument is, is that nobody else fucking hit that guy. It's inherent yeah. risk, yeah. Eric. Inherent risk. I'm going to use that at I'm work not, all day I'm long. Now. That, I'm not <laughs> arguing that they didn't get it right in the investigation, and that they, you know Tony Stewart was found innocent. And I'm not arguing with it. I I believe that they did. A thorough investigation. They put it all out on the table. Weeks long investigation. They put all the pieces of the pie together and they said, okay, this is this is what we got and this is how we're going to go. And, I, and I'm fine with that. And I'm hoping it's the same way with this kicking case that they lay it all out on the table. And at the end of the day, they're probably going to my, my argument right now is that I don't like the people that are like, oh, there's just no similarities in this case. They're completely different. You know, that's bullshit. They're, they're the exact same type of case. Lots of shit happened. 
we've got to dissect all of it and we're going to get to the bottom of it. But to say one dude or the other dude murdered him without an investigation is not Crazy. what law enforcement's all about. Can, That's can, not, does this isn't a witch. Know, does anybody know um, the guy that, I forget his name, the guy, not Adam, but the other guy, did, did anybody get a quick like feel on him? Like, did any cameras pan to him and show him like, Oh, I've, I've heard his face. Yeah, I have heard reports that he has been crying since. Literally, like just, okay. just. Oh no, you're talking about Yeah, well, yeah. he put out a statement. He put out a statement, um, pretty quickly, um, just how apologetic he was and how sorry he was, and and just how devastated he is. And and look, dude, like, I don't Listen. care if you're an aggressive guy. I mean, Dennis Rodman was a really aggressive guy. Tony Stewart was a really aggressive guy. Um, some of the best athletes in the world were super aggressive, borderline dirty players like Ray Lewis. It yeah. doesn't mean they're bad people. Like Troy Palomaro is not a bad person. Um, just because he's a Ray Lewis killed a guy. Man. This dude, Matt Petgrave, has played in the season. Like he's 31 years old, still playing per hockey at a professional level. You know, if you're a just a, a complete reject and nobody likes you, you're probably not gonna make it thirty to 31 in professional sports like they so, would have weeded you out in some way or another plus there, there is a sport within a sport when it comes to dirty players when it comes to to like there's a whole documentary on it i can't remember yeah. i think it's called ice guardians or something like that but it's it's brilliant first of all because yeah. it shows the human side of these dirty players like marty mcsorley the, the guy that we keep talking about i have the clip Play it, play it. He was the enforcer for Wayne Gretzky. The reason Wayne Gretzky was able to score as many goals as he was able to score was because when you put Marty Mc when you when you drop a Marty McSorley into the drink, the other fucking ingredients don't go near Wayne Gretzky. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah, it's I mean, the game within a game. And and th there are guys in Ice Guardians that were picked up by teams strictly to fight, to be the bruiser, to get out there and mix it up. And it, just like this this guy probably was, like to be the enforcer, there's actually a term for it, like to be the enforcer, to be the asshole. But they all talk about like, man, I, I know we're like I was on the plane, we were headed to Boston. I know I knew I was gonna have to fight him. And I, you know, like I had fucking a nervous stomach the whole trip like i couldn't sleep the two nights prior like and and that's the bruiser talking that's the enforcer yeah. talking like nobody really likes that part of the game but they they know how important it is to be to have part of the game so even even in today's hockey like these guys that are enforcers or just bad people or whatever but dirty players um they know they're going to have retaliation. That's those are the unwritten rules. They know that there's going to be re retaliation against them. Tom Wilson's a classic example. Like he's a bruiser, Ryan Reeves, all these other guys, they fight and they're great fighters because they're great balance and they get, you know, you know, iron fists and all this other stuff. Don't think for one second though, they're not going to be a target when they get on the ice either. So uh, like there's still unwritten rules about the unwritten rules. And, and you know what you'll see in ice guardians as well. If you watch that documentary, there's a there's a battle royale between two guys that are put on this earth to be enforcers. Um, and at the end of it, they hug each like literally at the end of the fight, they, they hug each other, tap each other on the shoulder pads and they go sit in the penalty box. Drew, have you, ever, have you ever seen the movie Goon? <laughs> no, uh, I think that's Mr. akin Clark? to. What, yeah, what, I, no. think, I think it's akin to what. Yeah. Oh, my God. Watch that movie. It's really dry humor, which from what I understand is kind of like Canadian humor. 
And it's just it's about enforcers and how they can't skate and they're just brought on the teams. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, I, yeah, enforcers change the games. I had an interview with Willie Parker from the Pittsburgh Steelers back when I was on Tailgate Legends, and um, he was one of the first interviews I ever had, actually. And um, I had asked him, like, you know, when you were the running back, like, was there any any particular player you didn't want to line up against? And he was like Ray Lewis. And I was like, dude, he was like, I was like, oh, that was quick. And he was like, man. And he just told me like story after story about going up against Ray Lewis. And he said, man, when you, when you're at the field and you're playing the Ravens, when you, when Ray Lewis comes out of the locker room, like it changes the entire mood of the entire, he's like, dude, one night we were there and we were all in the hotel and we could hear like shouting and screaming from the, from the uh, stadium at like two in the morning. And he was like, so somebody called 911. They're like, dude, something's going on in the stadium. And like they had a game like that next day there. And this is like like two o'clock in the morning. And the rumor was that the law enforcement guys showed up to like clear the stadium. And it was Ray Lewis and a high school athlete. And Ray Lewis was having this high school athlete run up and down the stadium, like run up and down, like run to the top and not the bottom. And was like yelling and shouting at him and motivating him. Like before the biggest game, like the Ravens and the Steelers at two o'clock in the morning, Ray Lewis is in the stadium doing stadiums with a high school athlete or college athlete or something like that. They were like, the dude just brings a level of intensity and fear. And he, when he get on the field, like it's apparent he wants to rip your fucking head off. Like that's all he wants to do. That's all he's put on this earth to do. And he was like, dude, I would line up behind him. And he looked at me and he just gave me this look like, and he said, the next thing I remember is being on my back and him standing over me doing the same thing. Would Just you not. want Warren Sapp looking over at you like that? No. You know I, or I mean? or uh, all Scott, like, you know, when all Scott got the ball from Tampa, yeah, you know, right. when he ran, he, he like right ran with one purpose. And that was like, the dude didn't even avoid people. Like he had a whole open field, <laughs> but like somebody would be coming from the right and he would turn and run at that person. Cause like all he wants to do is fucking bulldoze people. The, uh, I, like it. I respect it. The interesting thing too, like though with the, with CTE the way it is now, like now it's coming to the forefront that those guys, the Guardians of the Ice, I think the I, I can't remember the name of the documentary. I'm, I'm embarrassed, but uh, those guys have either died of overdose or suicide. Most of them. Mm, it's like, so yeah, there there is happy. something to the taking the shots to that. And by ice the way, guardians. concussions are okay. ice guardians. Thank you. The, the, it's not just uh, the concussion like a shot to the head. You know, you can get hit in the chest and your brain still kind of dude. Moves those guys that got hit in the chest in there. That one dude for the Flyers, his heart stopped. Yeah, was a, that wow, Lindros, or, yeah. Do you yeah. want to play this clip? This hockey clip that you yep. keep mentioning? I don't hockey, so I probably haven't seen it. Yeah, let's do that hockey. So this is uh oh, this shit. is the uh, oh so, shit. So that, that's this is just an a, another example of how Marty McSorley was as a player. So He's yeah. he's Wayne Gretzky's enforcer. Like you do not fuck with Wayne Gretzky uh, because I am Marty McSorley and I will kill you. He he wasn't even on Wayne Gretzky's team on this in this one, but in the, so he has uh, Donald Brashear here, and he just whacked oh. him right in the head. I mean, you, you see that that wasn't really a play on the uh, racist. On the, uh, racist. That's right. That could be racism. Donald Brashear was one of the few uh, black players. Tony McKegney, uh, you know before him but there weren't very many uh willie o'ree was the first one but uh black player in the nhl so look that's how it ended uh, for him so so his deal was um he was found guilty of assault with a weapon he was sentenced to 18 months of probation uh this occurred in ottawa his defense by the way 
I was aiming for his shoulder. Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> but unfortunately, he didn't. Uh, he didn't get away. With that. You hit him square in the fucking head. <laughs> so then, this next one is Dino Cicerelli. He he hammered uh, Luke Richardson. By the way, Tyler made a, a reference to it earlier. A lot of these guys, you know, like they'll challenge to a fight and when when the when the guy doesn't want to fight when the other guy doesn't want to fight they're like okay well i'm gonna fuck you up anyway so this is uh this was what that was and he's like fuck that he just dino cicerelli just starts banging him in the head with his stick like like i've had enough of you mister <laughs> i've had enough of your business uh so that was um i'm sorry he was charged and convicted with assault uh, and he was fined a thousand dollars. He had to spend one day in jail and uh, <laughs> that occurred, that occurred in Toronto. So he got, he got a 10 minute major. He didn't even have Why to go wasn't to the there somebody on the bench that had a lasso that could have lassoed his feet before he got there to do it. Oh, like that would be pretty, I, I think combining rodeo and hockey would be, you know, a pretty good idea. I think we can watch that. <laughs> it was like my favorite scene in mighty ducks, by the way, the um, guy goes to smoke to check the chicken to the thing and the cowboys like because <laughs> mighty right, is so, real hockey right yeah it is real hockey uh so then here's the last this is the last one this is a, a the most recent one so this guy todd bertuzzi number 44 uh this is a retaliation fight from something that occurred in colorado two weeks prior so here we are in Ottawa now, or I'm sorry, in Vancouver. Todd Bertuzzi's number 44. He's challenging Steve Ford, uh, Steve Moore to a to a fight uh, because of a hard check on a connect, you know, back a couple of weeks ago, and he's telling him no, no, no. And this is behind the play, so th they're trying yeah. to catch up to the puck, and he's like, no, we're, we're gonna we're gonna work this out. So this is what he does. He sucker punches him, but he knocks him immediately out, and he lands on him. And then everybody dog piles on them and it causes a severe injury. It causes a, a horrible concussion of this guy. So the outcome was that Bertuzzi was suspended for the remainder of the season and seven playoff games. Uh, he was charged with criminal assault, causing bodily harm. He pled guilty. He was sentenced to one year probation and 80 hours of community service. And uh, check this out. Bertuzzi uh, was sued by Moore and his family. They reached a settlement. Uh, it was a decade after this occurred. So it was like 2004. So it wasn't until like 2014 and there, it was not, they all had to sign an NDA of what the, of what the settlement was. Bertuzzi went on to, to continue to play in the NHL. This other guy more couldn't play anymore. So, uh, and then there's one, I don't have a clip for, but there's a guy in uh, minor league hockey and, and, uh, or I'm sorry, he was in junior hockey, like 16 years old, which in Canada is like, you know, pretty close to retirement age. Um, <laughs> he, um, <laughs> he, uh, he, he, he did the same thing. He, I think, oh no, I'm sorry. He died from escape to the neck. Who did? So, uh, the kid, the 16 year old. No, I'm, I'm confusing two stories. There was a 16 year old kid in Connecticut that died from a, a slash to the neck by oh escape. So the, what do you are, think, what do you think about the mandatory, I would Net just card say that's not that's not that's the statistics looking at how many players yeah. play hockey and then get out of hockey, right? The sport, whether it be junior high school through pro, right? NHL, then the amount, the fraction of amount of players that get their throat sliced, I don't think is worth wearing the net guard. The Dude, I was like reading this uh 
<clears throat> I was reading this this uh, this article, and they were just like, you know, like it's gone too long, and and that like many, you know, they're just making this huge deal, like it's like it's hockey's fault that they didn't do this, and I'm like, bro, shut yeah. the fuck up, like I, I I've been. I, I don't watch hockey, but like I see it on ESPN all the time. Like never once have I seen like once in a blue moon do I see something crazy. Just like I see something crazy uh in um football or basketball. Like how many dudes drop fucking dead well, from heart attack? Well look at look at the amount when we go to the range. Boxing. There's there's a lot of inherent risk when we go to the shooting range. They how about being a paratrooper? Single, how many well, paratroopers fuck up? Well, I mean, I'm just saying, yeah. Well, that I mean a paratrooper they they expect 80% or 20% casualty rate coming out of the plane. Yeah. I'm talking when yeah. you go to the range as a cop, you know, I've seen oh. people take ricochets that go deep into them and there's nothing you can do about it. They use the right ammo, they're using frand rounds. It Looking doesn't matter. Sometimes that shit happens. Um so right, uh it, it, there is nothing. I mean like it's the inherent risk. It's right what we get back to all, all the time. This there's one last clip I want to show, Eric, if you don't mind. No, uh, listen, I'm telling you, I would wear a neck guard, but that's just because once I saw that, I'd be like, that shit ain't happening to me. But, like, I don't I don't think that it's, like, forcing everybody to wear neck guards. Yeah, well, can't like, they make it optional, like face masks? They're optional. Well, I, I think all of that, all of the equipment that they have now came from injury. So, like, um, like in junior hockey or in NCAA, I think a guy lost an eye because of um, uh, because a puck, you know, spun its way into his face. So then NCAA made it mandatory to wear cages. So then it worked its way into semi-pro hockey. Then in pro hockey, you had the option of wearing that shield, but it's mandatory that you wear a helmet. It, it, because, I, you know, the argument is once you get to that level, you're more skilled so you can avoid stuff like that a little bit more. But just because one incident across the pond, literally, you know, I, I don't know that that should make everyone all of a sudden start wearing a, a neck guard. I mean, it's pretty low incidence, really. I mean, it, it it will save a life, no doubt. But it's pretty, it's still, you know, like Tyler said, the odds, the odds are pretty low. Remember this incident that just seemed to fall by the wayside um, because it was going to be turned into a racial incident, but it wasn't. Um, this was just two years this ago. This is a terrible situation, and I think that we certainly will be looking at suspensions. You know, I, I think the, the swinging of the helmet and is the like crazy. You it's absolutely that? crazy. It's actually in the rule book um, where it says that you. So uh, I don't know if you guys saw that or not, but he the, cannot the, take a player's the guy helmet from off the and Browns. use it as a, as a weapon. But to me, Garrett is going to have a pretty lengthy suspension and not just because of what he did tonight. I mean, you got to go back and look at the season. He He's already been fined twice for hits on the quarterback. And now you take, Oh, this. I remember that. I do remember that. I, mean, I remember that. That's a flat out. I mean, I don't know how you can't justify that as being a criminal act. Yeah. Like, he, he, yeah. well, I mean, I mean, why was the, the Steelers player even going after him without his helmet on? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> He should. You had no. He had no fear for his life. No charges. Yeah, yeah. consent. <laughs> yeah. He gave consent. Um, mutual combat. Mutual <laughs> combat. You know, like don't go to combat without your helmet on. I mean, you're gonna get fucking. And then Lazaro Lopez says Tansy wears a neck guard in the bedroom. Um, it's because I don't like having hickeys while I'm uh, podcasting live. So thank you for that. He also says I have hockey hair. He, you do have, have hockey, hair. hockey hair. I do have you a do good have uh, Mississippi hair. mud flap going on. 
And uh, I like my Mississippi mud flap for you guys uh, uh, coming out. Uh, I think anti-hero podcast guys will be up here. Refracted Wolf Apparel will be here in town. Um, Not sure if First Responder Coffee Company will be in Raleigh or not, um, but we'll see. It's going to be a really good weekend. I know the One More and I'm Out of Here podcast guys are flying in for this, so that's going to be great. So we'll probably give them some airtime as well while they're here. For sure we will. And, um, you know, Vinny Montez, dude. It's going to be a funny, funny fucking weekend. Listen, if you've made it this far into the chats, please do us something. Join the Wolfpack FTS, FTS underscore Wolfpack um, on, it's a new Facebook group, private group. Please go and follow that. It's ran by uh, Boo Boo Buckface, uh, Boo Boo Fuckface and Bosco Autry. So thank you to those dudes. Um, but um, I'm, I'm pretty active in there. I'm having a fun time in there. If you want to have direct access to myself, go in and, and be a part of that and, and, and we can offend the shit out of each other. But please, we need you guys' help to share this out on Facebook as much as possible. And um, because when we live stream like this, there is no algorithm because YouTube doesn't, they don't trust what you're doing is live, you know, uh, you know, because people do stupid shit when they're live. And so it only goes to people who already subscribe to our YouTube channel. Even though 99% of our listenership comes from audio, we're really trying to boost up the, um, the YouTubes. Cause we're, we're probably going to add a sports show here pretty soon. We're, we're talking out some details with some sports dudes, um, some, some cops, some ex cops who are now uh, sports enthusiasts. I don't, we're, we're trying to work it out, see if we can get a contract going with them. So we want to do some more stuff with our YouTube and, um, and that's just going to take our audio listeners going over to YouTube and subscribing and hitting the bell. And I'm putting more content that's on YouTube that isn't on podcast. Like I did a whole Starbucks, don't be a little Starbucks bitch video, uh, in, in reaction to Starbucks. It wasn't titled that. Right. What's that? I said it wasn't, it wasn't titled, titled that. that. You're correct. I, I, no. I'm telling you, Eric's on fire on YouTube. I'll tell you that right now. I, like, yeah, I watched the numbers. And, oh, my God. He he, he, he must have got a skate to the neck as well. Is that why he's so upset? <laughs> oh, gosh, dude. That's what made me make the video, dude. It's it's so sad that that guy was such a, you know. Is it me, by the way, can you put that picture back up? Is it me being just like some old middle-aged white guy where you can kind of tell when it's somebody who's been given hormones because they have kind of like a Fu Manchu must, you know what I'm saying? Like the Billy, like the fine hair, the Billy goat hair versus like a beard, like a, you know, something Tyler has a mustache. This guy's got like, a mustache. Yeah. He also talks against mustache too. And I, I, I'm just so tired. I worked 25 hours this week and, and I go to college and they won't give me any days off and I'm, I have no time to study. So I, I had to make a, I made like a nine minute video, um, an encouraging video. It was actually more of a motivational video it was. Uh, to fix that problem, uh, not only as parents, but as a Gen Z person, how you can fix this as a Jesus. And I didn't just shit on Gen Z because look, I'm, I'm, I'm 1984 baby, basically almost a millennial. And, um, I remember what it was like with all the boomers, like shitting on my generation. And I was like, look, bitch, like we all volunteered to go to war. Like man, when's like your generation didn't volunteer. You guys had to be fucking drafted. So like, you know, at least, at least my generation stood up to the plate and we all knew that it was a bullshit war and we did it anyway. So I, it was more of like an encouraging video to, to Gen Z and for parents not to raise, Soft children. I always know there's a soft dad involved when when I see a kid uh, vaping. Like soft parents raise teenagers who vape, 
And if you're one of those out there whose teenagers vaping, know that it's that is because you are too soft and you've got to harden up. That teenager should be smoking unfiltered Marlboro Reds like yeah, a real fucking yeah. man. The whole pack right in front of me. Yeah, yeah dude. Let's Two go. At a time. Uh, but anyway, I'm putting in some extra content. I did one on the hockey video. I think that was like 13 minutes long. But um, if you want some extra YouTube content, please head over to um, to Failure Stops YouTube and uh, the FTS Wolfpack uh, uh, Facebook group, private group, and uh, get involved in there. And uh, we're going to do a lot of meetups, a lot of meetups coming up soon, man. I, I think we're really starting to, j- to to jive with these Valor Bare Knuckle Fight guys. They're wanting to be all over us. And then uh, hopefully Vinny Montez, we're just going to blow him away with some really funny jokes. I was going to say, you're start- <laughs> starting to get sexual, but I didn't know if you meant it. <laughs> Good choice of words. Mm. Mm, mm. Well, guys, appreciate y'all hanging out with us for myself, the easy, the steezy, the beautiful Drew Breezy, uh, Tyler from Anti Hero Podcast, guys. Uh, guns up, giddy up, go lightning, go hockey, yay sports. <laughs> Cheers.